this is really embarrassing for me. Megan, girl, I was gonna write a speech about how you deserve this, but then I was like, there's no way they're gonna choose me. <laughs> I was like, it's hers. You deserve this. Billie Eilish is a young 20-year-old pop artist who has risen to superstardom over the last seven years with songs like Ocean Eyes, Bad Guy, and Everything I Ever Wanted. As her popularity has grown, her name is often brought up in conversations surrounding the appropriation of Black culture. Billie's style is very clearly inspired by Black artists of the 90s and early 2000s like TLC, Alia, and Debrat from the clothes to the nails to the hair. Billy has stated that her sense of style is largely influenced by her desire to cover up to avoid being sexualized, especially because she's been in the public eye ever since she was 13. That's completely understandable, though it doesn't negate where her choice of style originated black streetwear. Along with the clothes, the biggest point of contention in this debate is her frequent use of a black scent in AAVE on platforms like Instagram Live and TikTok and even in some interviews in the past. So, Bitch, I do that still? Okay. The fuck? Yes, I do. Yeah, Bro, they're I, funny as fuck, but like, what the fuck? I love my dad and he's Phineas, 61. Phineas comes in and all I hear is which is like the theme song at the beginning of all David Dobrik videos. This shit is funny as fuck. Hey Billy, why are you speaking with an accent? Huh? Vinius comes in, he watches a lot of these David Dobrik videos. <laughs> what are you doing? You sound nothing like yourself. Because that's how I talk. That's how I talk. It's nothing like you. It is. You're fake as shit. No, I'm not. You're being like completely a different person. Yes, I fucking will. Yes, I fucking will. And so... He kept his stank-ass feet that are literally weapons. <laughs> They're dead-ass <laughs> fucking knives right he next to me. He kept his stank-ass feet. What is this voice you're doing? It sounds nothing like you. When Right before it's she like talks... It's like when you have meetings and you try to be Ryan fucking Gosling and be stupid. Yeah, it's true. When I go to meetings, like, I oh, do... Like, bro, what? I do sort of develop a subtle New York accent when I'm in meetings. You do. Hey, Billy, would you be willing so to turn this off for a second? For Why? Just turn it back on in a second. I just need to talk to you. Why? Turn it off for a second. Wait, wait, wait. Uh. Uh. You don't even say uh, uh like that in real life. Uh. LMAO vagina, Ryan said. Hi, Ryan. Hey, hi, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. That's the way that I talk. It's though. not, though. Well, how do I talk? To add to the damage, in 2020, she made an anti-blackass comment about rap during an interview when she wasn't even being asked about the genre directly. Rob Haskell writes for Vogue, she and Phineas enjoy developing characters and writing from the perspective of those characters. The monster under the bed in Bury a Friend, a girl who has just killed her friends and is grappling with guilt and bellyache. Eilish notes that many artists she admires, Alana Del Rey, Tyler the Creator, Marina and the Diamonds, Aurora, have all created dark alter egos in their songwriting. Just because the story isn't real doesn't mean it can't be important, she explains. There's a difference between lying in a song and writing a story. 
There are tons of songs where people are just lying. There's a lot of that in rap right now from people that I know who rap. It's like, I got my AK-47 and I'm fucking, and I'm like, what? You don't have a gun and all my bitches. And I'm like, which bitches? That's posturing and that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> people were of course asking, um, why are you commenting on the state of rap? Because quite frankly, it's none of her business. And she came back around to clarify that the quote was taken out of context, but no added context can make that statement any less anti-black. Non-black people don't get to weigh in on the is Billie Eilish a cultural appropriator conversation, so please don't try to defend your girl in my comments. Black folks, however, have varying opinions about whether she's appropriating and to what degree, especially because Billie is not necessarily known for being racist. Some of us are upset at how she benefits from this appropriation and her proximity to black artists, and some of us can't muster up the mental energy to care. Julesy has a great nuanced video about the fine line Billie Eilish and the average white teenager walks when it comes to appropriation. Cultural colonialism and its modern iteration of cultural appropriation requires a power dynamic in which an ethnicity dominates the other ethnicity, <clears throat> sorry we got braces, by taking a claim to their cultural markers and redefining said markers through the dominant cultural lens and claiming it as their own curation. I highly encourage giving that video a watch if you want an in-depth analysis on how pop culture is so directly influenced by black culture. While I'm frequently annoyed by Billy's maybe passive appropriation, I am much more frustrated by her performative gestures. So today we'll be discussing what performative allyship looks like through the lens of Billie Eilish's actions. My name is Joe, and this is With Nuance, a visual and audio essay experience where we dissect all things media from a socio-political lens. If you enjoy a good deep dive, then help a girl out and hit that subscribe or like button. Now let's get into it. So what is performative allyship? Performative allyship is when people with privilege proclaim their solidarity for a marginalized person or group. Similar to performative activism, the individual has no intention to put meaningful, helpful action behind their words. They are quite literally performing being down for the cause. Over the last couple years, Billie has really tapped into this way of living. Despite her never acknowledging concerns of her appropriating or using a black scent, she posted a notes app denouncement of All Lives Matter on her Instagram back in 2020. This was performative allyship strike one. The note seems somewhat sincere, but without realizing she still centered her feelings and white people in this discourse. The best way for anyone to bring awareness towards an issue that doesn't affect them directly is to repost or share the people who are affected. As helpful as she thought she was being, she did not come to this information on her own. More than anything else, this post feels like it's overcompensating for all the 
things that she can't say. She refuses to address the issues black folks have been calling her out on because then she would have to admit that she's not so innocent. This is something white people do frequently, completely ignoring the ways they benefit from systems of privilege while calling out others for their participation. The mainstream adoption of black language has been eerie to watch. White people calling any popular black phrase internet lingo makes me want to vomit. Some people might not think it's that big of a deal, but it's a huge deal. We're seeing a variety of black communities literally be erased from the things they created in real time as white people repurpose them over and over and over until those things inevitably die in their care. It starts with a black scent and it pours right into the commodification of anti-blackness. So strike two, the Grammys. In 2021, Billie Eilish won Record of the Year for Everything I Ever Wanted. She was up against Say So by Doja Cat, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, Circles by Post Malone, Rockstar by Roddy Rich and DaBaby, Colors by Black Puma, Black Parade by Beyonce, and Savage Remix by Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. During her acceptance speech, she went full-on performative, telling Megan Thee Stallion that she deserved this award instead. She was seemingly following in the footsteps of Adele, who did the same thing years ago when Beyonce's Lemonade lost, though she was a bit less cringy about it. This is really embarrassing for me. Megan, girl. I was gonna write a speech about how you deserve this, but then I was like, there's no way they're gonna choose me. <laughs> I was like, it's hers. You deserve this. You had a year that I think is untoppable. You are a queen. I wanna cry thinking about how much I love you. You're so beautiful, you're so talented. You deserve everything in the world. I think about you constantly. I root for you always. You deserve it, honestly. Genuinely, this goes to her. Can we just cheer for Megan Thee Stallion, please? <laughs> um, but thank you also. I really do appreciate this. Now, Billy, I just wanna know what that was supposed to accomplish. There are so many things that piss me off here, starting with the empty gesture. I really, really am urging and needing white artists to stop doing this. Getting up on stage to tell a black artist that you know they're more deserving of an award, implying that discrimination was at play, just to turn around and accept the award anyway? That is sick. Like, y'all are sick. I I really don't have many words. I'm sorry, I'm going off script, but like when that shit happens, I like every part of my body <laughs> starts to cringe. I'm upset because it's just like, don't get up there and say anything. Like say nothing if you're gonna accept the award anyway. If you're not gonna follow up that lengthy performative speech with, so I reject this award and I'm rewarding it to the rightful winner, then keep it to yourself. If you aren't breaking the award in half, mean girl style, then keep it to yourself. You are not doing anyone any favors by saying, 
Yeah, I know I had a better chance of winning this because I'm white and you probably should have won it and I feel terrible about it, but thank you for the award. Like, who is that helping? At least in Adele's performative allyship, she gave a thoughtful speech about why Beyonce was much more deserving. Nothing in Billy's speech gave that. Her words felt as empty as they were. Performative allyship is all about making yourself feel good, not the person that you're claiming to advocate for. Billy got to walk away from that stage like, I did something great tonight. Meanwhile, she's done nothing more than shine a spotlight on the rough year Megan had and validate how her whiteness affords her privilege that the other contestants in that category were not allowed. You want to be an ally? Then be an ally. <laughs> Put actions behind your words. Do the things that are revolutionary and require sacrifice. Who cares if you don't get to go home with another Grammy if it means making something right? Now, I don't listen to Billie Eilish, so I can't fully say the song didn't deserve to win, though I do think it should have gone to Doja, Megan, or Roddy Rich. Those songs had a huge cultural impact, and I cannot say the same for Billie's record. So you may be wondering, or you might already know, what was strike three? This past weekend, Billy headlined Coachella, and at the end of her performance, she made a strange statement. Most people might not think that much of that, but it's weird, right? Considering the fact that Billy has a proclivity for performative gestures, this rubbed me the wrong way. Billie Eilish clearly has a lot of white guilt brewing in her subconsciousness. Whether she knows it or not, it's coming out in the ways she interacts with black people and other black artists. Nobody in their right mind was expecting her to put on a show at Beyonce's caliber. So it seems like she made this comment out of her own insecurities in her maybe mediocre performance and also to pander a bit and signify how much she loves Beychella. And without even knowing it, she touches on the fact that her whiteness allows her to get away with less. Like Beyonce had to bring a whole HBCU with her to that show. Beyonce had to make a Netflix original. Beyonce had to literally give us the best performance in modern history. I'm sorry. She, and she had to do all that because she was the first black woman to perform on that stage. She had to do all that. So yeah, Billy unknowingly, again, points to the fact that, yeah, like my whiteness, it, it has me. I, I didn't have to do that much, but I'm here though. So yeah, I'm upset, sorry. <laughs> the one-off comment really isn't a huge deal on its own, but it led me to making this video because it's clear that performative allyship is the only activism going on in the entertainment industry right now. Billie Eilish is not the only girl doing this. Plenty of people in the public eye perform some level of allyship towards a marginalized group they're not a part of. There are plenty of creators that have built their popularity off of adopting black scents and black styles, like Miley Cyrus, Bretman Rock, Ariana Grande, Aquafina, Fat Joe, Danny Lay, 
Nikita Dragon, and the list could go on. And it's not just entertainers. People will put BLM in their bio and then tell a black woman to choke when she asks them to stop being anti-black. When they're called out, they either ignore criticism, justify their actions, direct hate at the person calling them out, or quietly put down the appropriation and act like it never happened. People think their performative allyship lets them off the hook for their own participation in that group's marginalization. Now, none of us are immune from being performative. We live in a society that requires us to perform constantly on social media, at work, at home. We're all prone to doing or saying things for the approval of others. But performing allyship or solidarity is simply harmful to the communities you possess privilege over. There's a difference between being well-intentioned towards a marginalized group and being well-intentioned towards your own image or reputation. If you truly want to be in community with marginalized people, you need to unpack the ways that you contribute to their harm first before you can start calling out other people and systems doing the same thing. Billy was quick to essentially suggest that the Grammys might be racist, but it's crickets when people call her out on her own behavior. We don't want a performance. We want action. We don't want empty promises. We want sacrifices. Stop telling us, let me know if there's anything I can do for you if you're not prepared to actually follow through. Thank you so much for watching or listening and making it to the end of this video. I'm really trying to grow my channel, so please subscribe if you enjoy this kind of content. If there are any topics you'd like to see me dissect in the future, leave your suggestions below. In the meantime, I'll be making something somewhere at some point. A lot of people stick to this um, hashtag activism. They'll post love is love, but if you're not doing anything to make that statement reality, then it's truly just three words. We need people who are there, you know, on the computer and off of it. You have to be there for the good and the bad. You can't just be there when it's most convenient for you because we don't have a choice.